Ball is at the 37-yard line. And a motion is Josiah Hatfield to the right side. Ehlers gets the snap. Ehlers with a handoff to the left side. Oh boy. And there goes Mitchell. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. He's in. Touchdown, Pirates. Keaton Mitchell, like a blur, takes it in from 37 yards out. And the Pirates have just put an exclamation point on this one. East Carolina with six more points on the board. And the Pirates have a 33-13 lead. It's 5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Look at uh, Ben going a little boomery. Going boomer? Uh, boomer song. Uh, well, I mean, okay, boomer. Uh, I think this is a timeless song. No, it's fine. And look, you can't go wrong when you are talking Victory Monday. If we had, uh, on top of it, research, we would go back and look and find the last time the Pirates and Panthers won. In the same weekend. It's got to be a million years ago. And you, Ben, would be giddy about it. You'd be giddy about it. Be like 1997 or something. Uh, I don't think it'd be that long ago. I think you're you're a little... I think you're uh, a little off on that. But, yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, and it's been a minute since the Pirates beat uh, UCF. And not only did they beat UCF, they dominated and kind of thrashed them. Uh, ben B-Baby Byram producing today's show. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Cook, go long. <laughs> Cookie is somewhere in here. Cookie's, uh, <laughs> Cookie's on uh, other uh, assignments at the very second here. So, no, your Panthers looked good yesterday. I, I will admit, uh, I did not, since the Panthers weren't playing at four, for the first time in a month, I didn't get to see any of their game because I had a, another work assignment yesterday afternoon. And by the time I got home, it really didn't feel like uh, subjecting myself to Carolina Panthers football. No, Wish I, I had because they ended up winning. I, I must admit, I did the same thing and I saw on Twitter we were up and I was like, well, let me throw it on real quick. So they, the uh, Foreman was going off. Was that more about uh, Brady or more about uh, where the Bucks are right now or more about the Panthers can't tank properly? Uh, I think the Bucks defense has some serious issues. Um, I don't think I, – I mean, people can say this team's trying to tank all they want. I don't think Steve Wilkes is there to tank. No, he's not, and that's fine. I mean, no coach worth their salt's there to the tank, but they they need to be tanking. Yeah, they, I – I don't know. And well, and who's going to win this hideous NFC South? Yeah, well, we're undefeated in the NFC South right now. So, I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Something to consider. Yeah. Listen to you. Listen to you. What's the least amount of wins a team could get in 
with to the playoffs. Well, we found that could out be the, challenged. We found out the Panthers a couple years ago got in. What was it, seven nine and one or six nine and one? So yeah, there was a six. I mean, there's been six win teams that have snuck in. So all right. Uh, well, hey, the big story: ECU uh, a thorough whipping of UCF, which was great as far as I'm concerned. With a 34-13 win, that game probably not as close as that score indicated. Pirates could have been, and you can argue should have been, up 28 to nothing. Certainly could have been. That for sure is a signature win, I would say. There's no debate about that one. I thought UCF All of, was the most dangerous team in the conference coming into that game. I still think Cincinnati's the team to beat on a lot of levels and for a lot of reasons. Yep. But obviously, obviously UCF is very, very good. UCF, I I was shocked how defensively uh, the Pirates were able to to take advantage to, of UCF's defense. Uh, I was, you know, certainly being able to establish the run and and running tough allowed them to do that. But I just I thought this was such a fast defense. But I'll tell you something that did kind of stand out and. It seems like it's something that Teacop mentioned. Certainly, I think Greeny and Goli had talked about it a little bit, maybe even Doug Martin. But those are all football guys that you know can watch film and understand what they're watching. When they said the way that UCF covers receivers is, I mean, and they do, they play man. In other words, when we were going to have matchups with our receivers, with the Pirate receivers and their DBs and look, their DBs were long and, and are very athletic. I did like our chance if it was going to be a game of 50 50 balls to the receiver. It just was where you're going to get an accurate version of Aylers, and you certainly did. 30 out of 36, no interceptions. And uh, he was uh, named to the offensive honor roll uh, in the AAC this week. So once that was kind of the case, I felt like, all right, well, if Aylers has got time and he's on and the offensive line did a good job. I, I just think UCF was trying to do some uncharacteristic things to try to slow the pirates and that put them in bad spots, but ECU executed house of fire. The big moment was of course, as you would expect UCF coming out, make it, make it at 17, 10 scoring on their first possession of the uh, second half. And I think ECU coming down and answering was the big moment in the game. It was the counter punch to their, to their best shot of the night. So this is Mike Houston. Uh, as we'll get into some uh, pirate report style audio here. Of course, we got the Coach Houston uh, radio program coming up at the top of the hour. It's inside ECU Athletics with Pirate Coach Mike Houston from Logan's Roadhouse at six o'clock, right here on 94.3 The Game. But we'll have uh, Coach Houston and his statement following uh, the win. This is from the press conference today. That's the other thing. Everything's been moved up a day. So the uh, usual Tuesday press conference held today. We will have our Houston huddle tomorrow with Coach, uh, an exclusive product uh, and feature here on uh, IBX Media. But here's Coach, opening statement after the win. I could not be more proud of the players and uh, the coaches and the way they prepared this week. And, uh, you know, coming off an emotional win last week uh, against a team the caliber of UCF, uh, you know, that had really, you know, and Coach Mazan and I were talking you know, before the game, you know, they should probably be undefeated coming in here. Uh, but, uh, you know, for our players and, and, and coaches, and I mentioned both because I thought all three phases, our coaches had tremendous game plans. They all worked together. 
we talked about how we wanted to play this game. You know, we wanted to control the ball on offense. We wanted to be aggressive and drive and score. If they played man coverage, we wanted to take shots. Um, we knew we had to try to limit the explosive plays defensively. Uh, we wanted to try to force the game into a drop back game for Plumlee. Um, special teams, you know, we were facing one of the top ranked kickoff return teams in the country. Uh, I just thought all three phases, everybody on that field and in those, you know, on those headsets, I just thought everybody did a phenomenal job. This week, I mean, it doesn't happen just tonight. It happens all week. And it was from the way the, the players and the coaches prepared all week. Uh, but, you, I mean, you could see. You could see the kids, they, they knew the game plan. They, you know, they were breaking. They were very, very aggressive defensively. Um, you know, the, the offensive line, you know, the way we were able to, you know, run the football, the way we were able to protect Holton. Um, and then, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty special performance by Holton Aylers and C.J. Johnson. So, uh, you know, 30 of 36 for 311, no turnovers, one touchdown. C.J. 11 catches for 140 and a touchdown. Uh, and there's so many, there's going to be so many, so many heroes from this game. I mean, it's, you know, Isaiah Winstead, Ryan Jones with big catches. It's, it's Marlon Gunn with several big runs there uh, to keep drives going. It's Keaton Mitchell with another 100-yard game and kind of the exclamation point there at the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, but we talked this morning, and uh, we said two things we wanted to see. We wanted to see the hands team have to take the field in the fourth quarter, and we want the last step of the game to be the victory offense. And, uh, you know, what a, what a celebration in there. I mean, it's unbelievable. Just really proud of the kids. A lot of uh, great things there from Coach Houston, who calls uh, this a special win. More on that in a little bit. But Coach says it was important uh, that uh, the Pirates were able to generate four turnovers, including three interceptions of uh, John Reese Plumley. That's a huge factor in the ball game. I think, you know, you know, we go down and miss the field goal to start the game. They take the ball and drive it right back down. You know, if they score right there to go up 7 nothing or 3 nothing or whatever, it really puts them in control momentum-wise. But Jaira, you know, able to get that uh, interception right there was obviously a big start to the ball game. But, you know, uh, Malik's interception in the return was, was huge. Uh, the forced fumble on Plumlee uh, was big. You know, stopped another drive deep in the red zone and then, you know, of course, the biggest of the night is Gerard Stringer with the, the interception to kind of seal the game. You know, it's, I didn't want to have to go back out there with the hands team again and, and go through all that. So I was really, you know, excited to see Gerard kind of put the game away for us. This is uh, Coach Houston on uh, the outside receivers winning those 50-50 balls, something we talked about a moment ago. Well, I think number one, we, we always do a one-on-one -on -one deal against our, our guys middle of the week, uh, but we really did think that that was an advantage we had, and especially after the first couple of drives, um, you know, we just we said on the on the hits, there was, there was a couple of times, I mean, they just flat zero out. Holton knows he's going to get hit. He knows where the ball's going right now, and it's a 50-50 ball to Isaiah or CJ, and our guys consistently made the big plays down the field, which that's, that's the ball game. You know, if you don't make those plays – it really turns into a, a different kind of ball game. So now uh, this is a team that has got a lot of belief. I think they got a lot of that uh, confidence and uh, belief instilled in them with what happened last week against Memphis. And I think we will look at, much like we looked at the Marshall game, kind of set the tone for the rest of the season last year for the Pirates. I believe that the Memphis game this season is going to set the tone from here on out. We will look back 
at the Pirates beating UCF for the first time since 2015 as a game they won the week before. They won they won the UCF game the week before when they came back and gutted out a win against Memphis. And so the Pirates right now playing, and uh, they are a team that is having a uh, a blossoming of confidence. Well, I think it gives us confidence against anybody. Uh, and I think that, to be honest, I think winning that game last week the way we did, you know, that momentum and that confidence from that is why you had the preparation the way you did this week. I mean, that's, you know, it, it's, to, I'm telling you, to see those kids, I mean, they're, they're watching film at night. They're texting coaches at night about, about stuff in practice. And we, we don't watch the film with the kids till the next day. And they're, you know, they're, they're dialed into formation recognition. I mean, you know, that's why you saw them, you know, a lot just talking about certain alignments and stuff because they spent so much time preparing for it. So, um, you know, it's, I think this is a significant win because of the way the kids prepared. And I think that that motivation is, you know, it kind of reinforces to them when you, when you prepare yourself physically and prepare yourself mentally and prepare yourself from a, just a, 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 you know, game plan preparation standpoint, you know, we're a dang good football team, you know, but you, but they got, you got to prepare that way. And I think that they continue to kind of reinforce that with the way they do throughout the week and then the way they're playing on game day right now. So now it is BYU Brigham Young who went up to uh, Lynchburg, Virginia and got uh, skunked. They were up 14 to three after one quarter. And then the flames, ah, the flames torched him after that point, Ben Byram. As uh, you make fun as, of me, you make no, no, fun no. of me. As, uh, no, no, I'm giving you some pukey announcer uh, parlance there. I've used but, that uh, one before. Yeah, well, we we both. I did. I did today on the Gold Show. By the way, thanks to Adam Gold for having me on today. That was that's one of the nice things about when the Pirates are playing well and when they have success. You you find yourself getting called on to to you know go on other people's shows and talk about ECU, which is always a, a lot of fun. I mean, they could get others, but it's it's always nice to be asked. Well, at least always. they don't uh, they don't put you on a platform. We're not doing well to say, hey, why don't you bash this team that you cover year round? Why don't you on a statewide platform just completely just man- dismantle the Pirates right now? At least they're calling you when they're winning. Well, that's good. Again, better to be called and be the guy that's called, as you say, not being able to, you know, don't have to go on and bash. It's just nice to be wanted, Ben. That's all I'm saying. It's nice to be one. Go ahead, Steve. No, will you stop it? Come on. Will you stop? Well, I mean, they didn't they didn't call him. Ah, All right. Be nice. Be nice there, sport. All All right. right. All right. Sorry. The um better to flame out than all right, never mind. I'd 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 try to come up with a flames related thing there. The the heat was too much for BYU. Ah, There you go. Um, but anyway, Liberty just uh just just blew by him, 41-14. BYU now, I mean, look, when we were, you know, you, you for, we like to forecast out games. We like to kind of predict out. That's what every fan does. Well, I think we could get to this victory, and here's our path to getting this amount of wins, blah, blah, blah. We were looking at this preseason and even in the early part of the season as, okay, we know this trip's going to be tough. We know it's going to be a big uh, – Big, it could end up being a big ball game for the Pirates, and it most certainly is. But you're looking at, uh, at the time, we're thinking, okay, BYU's going to be in that mix for uh, 
you know, probably a New Year's Six Bowl kind of thing. They're going to be in the possibly on the top 10 because we just thought this was a team and they have that kind of talent. But they're sitting there four and four. And right now they're thinking, all right, we've got a, we've only got four opportunities left to win two games or we don't go to a bowl. Never mind trying to go to a New Year's Six Bowl or, you know, maybe be an outside shot at the playoff or anything. No, never mind all that. This is, which BYU as an independent is in a, a position, maybe not, certainly not as advantageous as Notre Dame. Notre Dame and Texas and Alabama totally get the benefit of the doubt in these things as we've seen. But, you know, it's one of those things where if BYU were seven and one, eight and oh right now, you can cool believe they'd be in the top five or six, top 15 if they were seven and one, top 10 if they were seven and one. Um, with that, and they'd be talking about as the possibility of going to a New Year's Six Bowl. If yeah. they're undefeated, they'd, they'd have a chance to get into the playoffs. And so make, make no mistake about it. Liberty, a, a good football team, not a great football team. They've struggled against some very well, bad teams this year. But I'll tell you what Liberty has done on the whole is, is yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, so, I agree. Anyway, uh, Coach Houston this week talking about, uh, or today, talking about, you know, what is a short week because you're playing Friday, so that's one less day of, of prep. But you also have to go out there, and then basically Thursday, I would imagine, is going to be all travel. I mean, Thursday's a total because you're, you're flying to Utah. So this is uh, Coach Houston on uh, those two factors uh, coming together this week. I went ahead and, I mean, I addressed every, everything with this uh, game yesterday with the team when we met uh, yesterday afternoon. And, uh, you know, obviously, you got you to try to take the momentum from Saturday night, which is the positive. You know, you've won two games in a row, uh, both conference opponents at home. Uh, so you try to take that momentum with you. Uh, I think the players are very motivated to kind of, you know, keep this thing on a roll. Uh, but it is, it, it is a challenge. Um, you know, we've got to really maximize the front end of this week. And for the players, you know, I've stressed to them, you know, they've got to get a good night's sleep. Um, you know, hopefully they took advantage of that last night. We got them out of here a little bit earlier last night uh, so that they had a little bit more free time to just you know, get, get themselves recovered, uh, do a great job with you know, just taking care of their bodies here on the front end of the week. Uh, we'll do our heavy work today and tomorrow uh, and really try to you know, be fresh going into the game Friday night. So uh, it's just you know, a, lot of, a lot of stress on the coaches right now because you're losing 24 hours. So uh, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of sleep here at the beginning of the week. You know, they can catch up on the flight, but uh, you know, it's, it's a challenge. But, uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I mean, that's it's, it's the way the schedule is. So you go get ready to play. And uh, before we go to break here, Coach Houston with a scout of BYU for us. Well, I mean, they're an impressive club. I mean, no doubt the quarterback, uh, obviously highly talented and having a, having a very solid year. A couple of his receivers have been in and out of the lineup. Uh, 12 was back uh, the last couple of weeks, and it's obvious that that's a guy that's kind of he feels very comfortable with and is a, a big-time playmaker. But just, you know, seeing their skill on offense, uh, you know, big physical offensive line, the two tackles are probably NFL uh, prospects. Uh, you know, defensively, big physical front, 92 is, you know, he's a 265, 270-pound defensive lineman. They play standing up a lot, you know, at, uh, in, in some of their packages, uh, kind of the way we do Jeremy. Uh, and, you know, just looking at them in, in total, just 
you know, they look like what you expect from a, a BYU team when you think about BYU over the years. And so, yeah, I know they've dropped a couple of games, but, uh, you know, they've got guys coming back uh, that have been injured, uh, and I expect them to be ready to play very, very well Friday night. Yeah, BYU started 4-1, and one, uh, obviously won at South Florida, beat number 9 Baylor at the time. Big win for them. They got uh, exposed a little against Oregon. Came back, beat Wyoming and Utah State, but have since lost to Notre Dame by eight, got blown out by Arkansas, and then Liberty hammered them. They'll get the Pirates this week, then at Boise, Utah Tech, and Stanford on the road. So, I mean, there's this is not an easy slate for the Cougars. They got, they're looking at this, since it's at home, as a must-must win. And the Pirates, you know, this is that kind of unusual. It's not a conference game. So, I mean, that's the other thing. You're a non-con game this late in the year. It's just kind of a strange deal. Utah but Tech look, is th- their Temple game. Well, yeah. And this was, well, you, you would think, but this is, um, BYU does this every week because they've played as an independent. For the Pirates, I mean, this is a little different, and, and this is one of those deals Jeff Confer scheduled. All right, uh, Get back. We'll hear a little from Holt Naylor's Kalani Sitake. Sitake is their uh, head coach. Might hear from him. BYU, he had his press conference today. Kalani Sitake. I like that. All right. uh, We'll be back with uh, more of the Patrick Johnson Show on a uh, Pirate Victory Monday inside ECU Athletics with Mike Houston coming up. The Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate Basketball, 94.3 The Game. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers are available. Sorry about that. I screwed it up. Let me do it again. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers available now online at the all-new 94.3thegame.com. And now, back to the P-Man, the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Inside ECU Athletics with uh, Coach Mike Houston coming up at the top of the hour. Right now, uh, more of the uh, P-Band show with you. Patrick here. Uh, we got Ben Byron producing. Cookie's somewhere doing something. Updated standings in the American Tulane after they uh, raced out ahead of Memphis. They were up 35 to nothing in that game. Memphis held them to just three points in the second half, and the Tigers uh, scored 28, but they came up short. Tulane now 4-0, of course, ranked in the uh, latest AP poll are the uh, Greenies at 23rd. Cincinnati's 20th after they moved to 6-1. And And they nipped SMU 29-27. Houston seemingly getting their act together. Won at Navy 38-20 on Saturday. And uh, the Cougars now are 4-3, but they are 2-1 in the American. So it's Tulane at 4-0, Cincinnati at 3-0, and I still think Cincinnati's the the team to beat. Uh, I think they have as good a chance of being there at the end of the day. Uh, And then uh, UCF, 2-1, Houston, 2-1, then you have the Pirates at 3-2, and and then Memphis Navy, SMU, Tulsa Temple, USF in varying degrees in the standings. Georgia remains uh, atop the AP top 25, 
Uh, they were idle this weekend. Ohio State up to two. Tennessee stays at three. Michigan is four. Clemson is still fifth after they moved to eight and zero and had to rally to beat Syracuse. Bama six. TCU seven. Despite being undefeated, Oregon eight. Oklahoma State is nine, and then tied for tenth. Southern Cal and Wake Forest. So there you go. We're going to hear from uh, some of the Pirate players. Ben, you want to go ahead and do an update? Let's do it. All right. Ben B-Baby Byram with a 94-3 the game sports flash update. Uh, Congrats, by the way, to the ECU women's soccer team. They got a win over the weekend, so now they uh, will make the – conference tournament i believe they've clinched a winning season so congratulations to uh, the pirate football players not a great weekend for volleyball lost in five sets to memphis after being up 2-1 on friday night and then uh got blitzed yesterday by smu rolled in and just uh i blame you picked the why are you mean, blaming me i mean because i was on yeah you're the you're the constant kind of deal there with both of those games it's all your this fault. weekend, yeah. I, I I I don't think I had anything to do with it. Why are you blaming me? You, you call the games, right? Right. It's bad. But I'm luck. just I'm just there working. I'm just there as a I'm just a guy there earning a paycheck. What do you mean I'm the <laughs> I'm bad luck? I'm trying to besmirch your good name. Besmirch my good. You don't stuff, need yeah. you you don't need to work that hard to besmirch. There's plenty of people out there willing to besmirch my good name. Uh, Phillies over the Padres and, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty big. I know Mark LCS. Miller's excited about that. I don't know why this has been a good year for Philly all of a sudden. And you remember Mark used to come on and complain about Philly and how he was always upset yeah. now, yeah. uh, how quickly things change. Astro swept the Yankees game one of the world series, the fall classic, as it's known in some circles, uh, Friday night. Of course, we'll be watching ECU BYU. So uh, I'm sure maybe you'll have a, a screen on just to keep an Who, eye me? on it. Who, me? Who, me? You meaning the general you? Meaning the general you? You know, I, I'm intrigued. I'm uh, Look, I, I was never a Dusty Baker believer when he was managing the Cubs. Now I realize he's we had every reason series. to be, to not right. be a Dusty Baker believer. Well, he just made some. It's all time chokiness manager ever uh, until he uh, went the Astros. Well, and even now he hasn't got the big one. Yeah. Hasn't won the World Series yet. Well, and he I mean, won with the Astros. Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah. Yes. But then you got the, uh, well, let me check that, Ben. Are you sure about that? I don't think, no, I, he ain't got his ring yet. I don't think Dusty has. I believe he, yeah, I believe he got it a couple years ago. Mm. Might have been like the first year he was there. First, second year he was there. Anyway. The baseball dorks are really upset with us right oh, now. Oh, they're so mad. They're so mad because we're not sportsing hard enough. It's football season. We don't gang. know enough about Dusty Baker. Right. It's football season, gang. And you know what else? Uh, so, yeah, I'm already getting the stuff on the anonymous text line. Yep. He, uh, uh, never mind. <laughs> he, he doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah. Most wins among active managers who have yet to win a World Series. Oh, well, there you go. Shows what still you know. Hey, hey, I'd rather him not win it. I'd rather him not win it. I just thought at some point he did. No, you know, look, it, it is good for the game 
it is good for the game to have a villain like Houston in, because even though they may have nothing to do with 2017, you know, there is still, it's still good for the game to have, uh, a villain. Every league needs a bad guy. It's like wrestling. Every good baby face needs a heel. And I think it is really good for the game to have Bryce Harper in a world series and being productive for once, getting to yeah. that World Series. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, that is a good thing for the overall. So, well, it's like they Bri- keep telling you Mike Trout and Shohei Otani's a star. Well, like, I never see him in the postseason. So, how are you right. going to tell me he's the best in the game? It's, uh, I hope Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper. I hope Bryce Harper hits 600. I hope he hits seven homers. I, I hope agree, he yeah. goes ballistic. Because that's the, that, is, that is the best thing for baseball if he goes nutso in this series. And. Uh, and has a huge series. Well, if you, if, That's you, just... if you believe baseball didn't need him, look at no further than this Aaron Judge stuff this year. Shouldn't have been as significant as it was, and they're pushing it like it was the second coming of Jesus. When he's, <laughs> what? What is he? Seventh on the home? Seventh on yeah, the, yeah. I still think it was great that they, we joked they broke yeah, into a practical joke. they just jokers. made everybody hate baseball for a little bit. Yeah, they, they chimed in on impractical jokers on yeah. True TV. Oh, when they were doing the, Series on TBS when he homered. Yeah, that was funny. All right, uh, we'll get to some more ECU uh, highlights. We'll try to get in some NFL highlights and some other stuff. Uh, it's just a tough day to do that, but uh, that's fine. Look, I'll take a win yeah, over. We'll take it. I'll take a win over UCF any day of the week. Uh, it's been a minute, and good to send those guys on to the Big 12 with a, a, a bitter defeat. And not like some fluky Hail Mary defeat or close game in overtime. And they dominant. got somebody, they got their tail kick defeat. You were telling me they have the most obnoxious fan bases you've, you've probably ever, in the yeah. conference. Yeah. I'd say they do. Yeah. I mean, Louisville for years and years and years when they were in the old uh, CUSA. Oh, wow. Okay. They had the most obnoxious fans. Uh, USF fans, when they were winning, were pretty obnoxious. That didn't last long. No, it didn't. You can't find them now. And, uh, but the UCF fans, well, it's Florida and anyway. But there was a, a certain cockiness. There's always been a certain cockiness about their uh about their uh fan base or from their fan base. All right, here's Ben with a ninety four three the game uh sports update. Everything you need to know that went on over the weekend. We got a bunch of stuff going on uh this week. It's a big, huge sports week this time of year. Uh so anyway, Ben with uh some deets on everything going on, and uh then we'll get to some more uh ECU player audio in the aftermath of the win against UCF. Thanks, Patrick. Huge win for East Carolina Saturday night against UCF, 34-13, the final in a game not as close as the final would indicate. Mike Houston on the victory, which improves the Pirates to 5-3 and three overall. He talks about this game being a special win for the Pirates this season. That, that's a, against a quality football team. You know, it's one thing to do it against, uh, you know, a 500 team or somebody like that, but to do it against, you know, one of the better teams in the country, one of the better teams in our conference, uh, it just, it's really a special win for the program. It's a special win for our players and our coaches. 
Quarterback Holden Aylers was recognized to the AAC's weekly honor roll for his performance in the win. Junior safety Jair Wilson was honored as the Americans' Defensive Player of the Week after a huge interception and fumble recovery, recovery early that really set the tone for the Pirates in the win. East U steps out of conference in a short week and a long trip on Friday nights. East Carolina taking on BYU in Provo, Utah. The Cougars were torched by the Flames of Liberty on Saturday, 41-14. BYU has dropped three straight and they're 4-4 four four on the season after starting the season with top 25 rankings. Wake Forest has climbed the latest coaches poll rankings after their 43-15 win over Boston College. That's good to hear. The Demon Deacons are now the 10th ranked team in the nation as they improved to 6-1 with the victory. Duke is now 5-3 following their 45-21 win over Miami. The Tar Heels were off but moved up to number 21 in the poll. They'll play Pitt this Saturday. 23rd ranked NC State was also on a bye and will play Virginia Tech on Thursday. As they get closer to joining the AAC, the Charlotte 49ers fire their head coach Will Healy after a 1-7 start to their season. The Carolina Panthers are riding high after a big 21-3 win over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to get their second win of the season. It was the first win under interim head coach Steve Wilkes, and the Panthers are now undefeated against NFC South opponents. Wilkes announced early today that quarterback P.J. Walker remain or continue to remain as a starter for the Carolina Panthers as they head into Atlanta to take on the Falcons this Sunday. Despite Sam Darnold being ready to return, Walker will remain the starter. Walker completed 72% of his passes for 177 passing yards and two passing touchdowns in the win over the Bucks. Also announced today by Steve Wilkes, Panther safety Jeremy Chin is eligible to come off injured reserve next week and is hopeful that he can play right away at Cincinnati on November 6th. Steve Wilkes said he would give the team a huge spark. I agree. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. This 94th of the game sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard and NIL Initiative directly supporting Pirate Student Athletes. For information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. We'll hear from the BYU head coach and Holt Nailers on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Online or on the go. Love it. Log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com. To listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Optimum Business is here with 24-7 business customer support. Get closer to your goals so you can go farther with products like secure internet with speeds up to one gig. Learn more at Optimum.com slash business. New business customers only. Price includes auto pay discount. Additional restrictions, taxes, and fees apply. Visit website for details. 94.3 The Game is your ECU flagship station. Your ECU pirates travel to BYU this Friday night. And you can catch all the action right here on the ECU Sports Radio Network. To the end zone, touchdown! Every snap, sack, and score. Brought to you by our pirate partners, TeamBoneyard.org, Moore's Old Time Barbecue, Fantastic Sam's, and Caribsy Restaurant. It's off! We are the Pirates of ECU, and we are your home for pirate football. 94.3 The Game. Turn your backyard into a paradise for your family and friends to enjoy. Pool Pro installs fiberglass pools and above-ground pools, and they're your local dealer for hot spring spas. Pool Pro is family-owned by Mike, Jake, and Brooke, and has over 40 years of pool-building experience. Stop by their brand-new showroom and retail store at 227 Beacon Drive in Winterville. Consider Pool Pro for your next pool, hot tub, or pool liner replacement. Go online to GreenvillePoolPro.com. This is about you, your family, and the health of all who live in Eastern North Carolina. 
This is about the transformation of a health system into something more powerful and more human. About creating new ways to treat disease and keep you well. This is about ECU Health, which is to say, it's really all about you. ECU Health. Minds. Hearts. Purpose. Need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases. Then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations. Apply online 24-7 at timefinancing.com. That's timefinancing.com. Time Financing Service. All loans subject to current credit policy of Time Financing Service. One-hour loan approval and same-day cash in most circumstances. Exceptions may apply. Having crooked teeth can affect the health of your mouth and can even cause you to be self-conscious about your smile. Doctors Bowman, Padgett, and Associates can straighten those teeth to reveal a confident, healthy smile through the use of Invisalign Clear Aligners. It's never too late to improve your smile. Call or come by or go online to bowmanpageant.com. Bowman, Padgett, and Associates is your Gold Plus Invisalign provider. BowmanPaget.com. Optimum Business is here with 24-7 business customer support. Get closer to your goals so you can go farther with products like secure internet with speeds up to one gig. Learn more at Optimum.com slash business. New business customers only. Price includes auto pay discount. Additional restrictions, taxes, and fees apply. Visit website for details. Your home of the ECU Pirates, Dan Patrick and Adam Gold. 94.3 The Game. Eastern Carolina's home for sports. And now, back to the P-Man. Back, back, back. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. You know, the only thing that would have worked out better for baseball had it been the Yankees and Bryce Harper for the Phillies. That's the only thing that would have worked out better. But I do think there's a little bit of that... You need a villain, and that's Houston. And regardless of who's managing and who's come through and who's not, people still are, are you know, got their nose out of joint over what happened in 17. So. Bad boy Pistons, New England Patriots yeah. with Tom yeah. Brady. I mean. Yeah. Is Cookie around, or is he? I have no idea where he's. Oh, there he is. Okay. Hang, uh, I, I do have ever. some things I want to uh, just keep his mic off. Uh, there's a couple things I do want to ask you guys because this actually uh kind of involves you guys but we'll get we'll get to that in a little bit let's go to the uh phones now at 252-561 game 252-561-4263 uh mcgee uh someone from the always anonymous text line uh is uh is, is actually phoned in it's trent mcgee wanting to talk to you ben b baby Byron. see i didn't Have know he was on the anonymous text line uh, I, I, he's really, one of them. It truly is anonymous because I have no idea he was on the line. Yeah, there, there's a lot of anonymous text line people on there. I actually pulled a Henry Hinton and, and said McGee to you and gave it away. I can hear his turn I signal here. Yeah, Are you talking to him? He's wanting to turn. Yeah. He might be coming to turn around and, and come to the station and kick you. In the tail, Ben. Yeah. All right. Uh, for what? What do you, McGee? How are you, by the way? Are you do the great Trent McGee, McGee on sports for years. The uh, the co-host for the Talk of the Town program, sports director for years here at uh, IBX Media, and and now runs the Greenville Chamber because uh, he's a boss and uh, is all well in McGee's world. How are you, my friend? I'm great, PJ. Listen, you know me. I normally wouldn't call in to the show. Uh-oh. I don't like to do that. But I listen to you guys every day, and I've been hearing you, Ben. And it, and it, began, it began with, you know, he hammered Matt Rule. 
Okay, a, a change was made to Charlotte. He ran rule out of Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm solely responsible for that. I I'm kind of proud think, of that. And, and, I and think he's got that kind of juice, yes. His, his disdain for Aaron Judge continues, and I don't know why. I mean, what is it with you and hating on Aaron Judge and what he did this season? It's it's. All right, let me intervene here. It was ridiculous to pull away from college football or any sporting event. Well, and practical jokers. <laughs> I, love, I, I love don't that disagree show. with that. To I, show look, I'll even take the a 10, guy I'll that take was the going Brando to break. Approach. Yeah, the guy that was going to to break the team record, and and yes, the AL record. And I get it's Judge. Let's just give me a name. Uh, somebody give me a name of somebody at another American League team. Just anybody that's a that's a a star, quote unquote star, from any other American League team. Mike Trout. Oh, TJ, right? You don't think it would have the same thing would have been done had he been a? They would have done it for Trout. That's actually a good one, Ben. They wouldn't have done it for Mike Trout. There's no way on earth they'd have cut in. Well, to I, I, I don't disagree with that for, for Mike Trout. And again, hit. I'll take the. Uh, you know, I saw Tim Brando's tweet a while ago about cutting in to show Judge strike out or walk or get hit by a pitch. I don't agree yeah. with that. Yeah. But, but you have to admit, I mean, what he did based on where that record stands in the eyes of so many baseball fans was yeah. something they were going to highlight regardless. Yeah, him being that, seventh on the think, home runs in a season is is pretty impressive. Is I'll that better it than Impractical Jokers, though? <laughs> but I, I think, I'm saying I think ben, ben has something against the – I don't know if it's the Yankees or Judge – because I think no. done you, that want my, you want my real answer? Uh, yeah, what's your real answer, Ben? Look, it, it comes down to a uh, just baseball in general with the Major League Baseball right now. I don't, I don't hate baseball. It's just a matter of they're very tone deaf when it comes to finding a new demographic and audience. I think this was another attempt by them to grow the game, and in turn, I think they turned a lot of people away by cutting in to see Aaron Judge, uh, Aaron Judge strike out and go 0 for 4 while you're trying to watch a football game. I don't think that uh, attracts a lot of younger a younger audience, which baseball desperately needs right now. We can agree on that. I don't no, think that attracts that, a lot of people me, to baseball. It, to me, it came across from you as you don't like, you're not a Yankees fan, totally fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, Yankees, yeah. The like of the Yankees led to your constant bashing of Aaron Judge and what he was doing. I couldn't take it anymore. I had to call in. Uh, you know, Aaron Judge... You know he's he's great. He's great. Is that what you want to hear from me? Good on him. He, I don't. I don't think you really wanted to give Judge the credit for what he was doing. And I just think yeah, I'll give him else, credit. He's seventh on the they, home run list in a season. They, they would have done the, technically speaking, yes. But my point is, I mean, you it, it, you just kept you kept hammering my man. I mean, he's a you know, granted, he's six foot seven. He, he's unlike any other player. From a stature standpoint, maybe baseball has ever seen offensively, and you just didn't want to give the guy credit for what he was doing. Oh, this is spicy. This guy got gave... come against Ben, man. And I, and I don't we... understand. I don't understand it. And then and and going back to Matt Rule, I mean, listen, a change should have been made. Yes, but you wanted to lay all. Well, now wait a minute. You're, wait, this, you is, yeah, yeah, this is a different going, argument. Wait a minute, McGee. You're now going apples to oranges here. I mean, look. Man. <laughs> No, it's apples to apples in regard to Ben's in, in regard to Ben and his his his, his 
his animated feelings toward Matt Rule and Aaron Judge. He's so Look, open game, about that and not ben, willing to hold back ben on, is an on, on his, just like for either one. Ben is a impassioned sports provocateur. And so he, no, it, he, he loves to give his opinion. I don't always agree with his opinion, but I'm not going to stymie Ben's. And look, as far as the judge thing goes, it was ridiculous. Imagine if they had shown, if they had broken in national television and shown every uh, Josh Donaldson at bat during this uh, ALCS. No. People would have been going crazy. They were going crazy anyway because Donaldson's. Hang on, Ben. My point is this. Don't break in to, I mean, it wasn't just the American on Friday night. It was major college football games, which are drawing millions more in eyeballs, hundreds of thousands more at the very least in eyeballs than than baseball. If someone wanted to watch the baseball game, they would have watched it. I just didn't think it was good to break in and then make the screen bigger in the split screen and then play that audio from yes or whatever the hell they were playing it from uh to watch this guy's been said strike out or that kind of, i mean it was it was annoying i just i found it annoying. so i gotta go with my guy ben byram on this you know i love you mcgee i i don't disagree with that but ben i mean uh, aside from that it's just ben comes across as you know not being an aaron judge fan and downplaying what he was doing you i don't, I don't, I don't like the guy i don't think it was a pro- what's there to like about aaron judge he bombs home runs. That's it. I mean, that's like about, about all there is to him. He's one of he the most the right He's the most. He has the no game, personality man. whatsoever. But you got to try to grow the game, and that's the guy you choose you to put point. on a marquee. He's Listen, boring. He sucks. He's boring. Don't need, you don't. You don't need. Aaron Judge is not a guy I can sit down and have a beer with. Aaron Judge is boring. You, he, he's, he sucks, and so he looks like a doofus. You want, you want a guy the Yankees gonna, fans look like a bunch of doofuses with their little Judge outfit going on. Let me talk. You want a guy who's going to ruffle the feathers in Major League Baseball, who's going to have a personality that is going to be disliked by everyone but you. That's what the game needs to grow the game? Yes, they need me as commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> Guarantee you it would get better. Look, you made some points I agree with, but some of that, I no, I can't get on McGee, board with. McGee, maybe you can help me with the context here when it came to them starting to cut in on the football games, but it started. This is not about, it's not about the cut-ins. No, 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 I, I, I didn't call well, it. Well, that's where we're, that's where we were coming that, from. That's, that's our only gripe with it. That was where we were coming but, but, from. But, now, what you're perceiving, whether Ben likes Aaron Judge or not, I don't know. I, I, I'll tip I can, my cap I can care less about Aaron Judge, to be honest. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's fair. What he did this year was impressive, but I just thought the Yeah, the no one's hype, denying that. The hype was ridiculous for what was the seventh most. And look. You could say right way. Oh, no, I think the hype this. was warranted. I, I think it was. Oh, come on. Well, know, I mean, look, it started as him chasing the franchise you, record, right? But, but, but listen, I, look, I, and I've heard what Patrick said, and I agree with Patrick 100%. Bonds and McGuire, despite cheating, they still hold the record. Save, okay? save baseball. I, it, it takes a lot more, in my McGuire opinion, than steroids to the baseball, baseball. 450 yeah. feet. It does. But Judge did it without doing those things. And in the, in, in the eyes of so many baseball fans, him doing it the right way, as far as we know, is going to go so much further than what Bonds and McGuire and Sosa did during their time. All right, I'm up against a break here, and i got to get Cookie in on something. So let me ask you What's this up? really quick, McGee. Oh. No, not you, Cookie. Shut his mic off. All right, McGee, how was it sitting in the, in the, in, in the chancellor's box for the football game? Because the chamber... Folks were oh, this invited guy. up there for this game. John Gilbert invited the chamber folks to a game, and this was the game they went to. So I, I think it's great. 
It was fantastic and much better than Section 217 on the 50-yard <laughs> line. I can tell you that. Well, Loved it. And listen, John was so uh, hospitable, and my wife met him for the first time and talked about how down-to-earth he is. You, all you guys know that. Great. Yep. Uh, they accommodated so well. Uh, plenty of food, plenty of drinks, great atmosphere, great game, but thoroughly enjoyed that. And, and, awesome. and hats off to ECU Athletics for, for welcoming us and inviting us. We had a great time. Trent McGee on sports, head of the uh, Pitt Greenville Chamber of Commerce. Call in anytime and admonish. I'll talk to you soon, guys. Yeah, thank you. He's up, Ben. He's up, Ben. Yeah, no. All right, when we come back, I got a question for Cookie and Ben. That's the way Patrick Mornings, Adam Gold Middays, Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. All right, let's go. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Woo-hoo! More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. All right. uh, Good show here today. We'll get to a lot more of the audio tomorrow from the players, kind of what we normally do on Tuesday. So that'll work out nice. Uh, We got uh, Cookie here. We got Ben here. I want to ask you guys. I want to ask you guys a quick question. Let's do it. More washed at this point. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Cookie, go. Uh, Tom Brady. Okay. Wow. All right. Rodgers yeah. has no one to throw the ball to. I'm putting some blame on him. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he sucks this year, but Brady is straight up washed. Cookie, of course, a uh, Fairweather uh, Packers fan. Uh, ben B. Baby Byram, you saw your uh, Panthers move to two and five Pretty by excited. holding uh, Brady to just three points yesterday. So more wash. Tom Terrific or uh, Aaron Rodgers? Well, I'm going to say Tom Brady because he got beat by a dismal Panthers uh, team. But, you know, we talk about Aaron Rodgers being a rush. He's com- he's coming off of two back-to-back MVP seasons. So, he's got I no mean, one to throw the ball to. Name me one receiver other than Alan Lazard that's halfway decent. Romeo Dobbs. He's a rookie. They just got him. He has he's had no time you said to decent. Like, he's decent. Yeah, Doesn't he's, matter if he's, he's a rookie. He's, he's decent. decent fantasy right. weeks for me. He's no, he's like, right. I, I don't and know. Robert they got to figure some out in Green Bay, man. Well, I think a lot of what the the I think Brady's really physically deteriorated. He's just absolutely uh, pooping out a dookie, but, uh, like lately, honestly. Oh my gosh! And then that's a visual. And then, but I, I, the Rogers hate is coming from because you know of all the political stuff. That's that's why I think a lot of the question about Rogers being watched. That's Man, keep politics out of sports. Let it be its own thing. Uh, there you go, Cookie. Smartest thing you've ever said. All right. Uh, thanks to Cookie. Thanks to Ben. Thanks to Trent McGee for phoning in. And we've got uh, Inside ECU Athletics with Mike Houston coming up next. Our Houston huddle tomorrow morning on Talk of the Town and right here on 94.3 The Game. We'll see you then.